In the run-up to the World Cup this week, Russian workers have been taught to smile more, as it is believed that Russians are less friendly to strangers than their Western counterparts. We took to the streets to ask Londoners what they think of the situation. Excuse me, sir, what do you think of the... Oh, excuse me. Oh, fuck right Sure, go on, love. Welcome to We Don't Talk About Brexit, the podcast where we bring you funny, exciting news stories <laughs> from the week. Some a little strange, some a little, I don't know, bizarre. <laughs> some which bizarre, is just yeah. another adjective. Of strange. Uh, of strange. Some peculiar. Unusual. Some uplifting, maybe. Unexpected. Yeah. Has anyone got an uplifting story this week? Uh, no. 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 I no. do. Oh, Do you? Good. Oh, well, you, yes. you should begin then, Tash. You well, begin. how unexpected and candid of us. Unplanned. So my <laughs> stories. Um, stories? Well, it's more of an anthology of tales. <laughs> I like to call... People versus animals. Good. Now, these tales of news will uh, showcase all the different relationships that we have with animals and how we interact with them in the world. Sometimes, not good. This, this sounds like a thesis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and at the end I will present my conclusion. I don't have a conclusion. I think we could come up with one. Um... For, so, oh, and how I'm going to structure this is good, bad, good. It's going to be a sandwich of animal relationships. Because with good in the middle. With, with, well, bad. It's with, bad in the middle. But good, it's bad, good, good on the sides okay. so that we begin well and we end well and we don't cry because the middle one is really quite gruesome. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that very well. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, what's like that. Like, you know... A sa- what kind of sandwich, sandwich is, like is the bread like actively Ooh, bad? Interesting. No, interesting. no, it's the middle bit actually. What bad. about yeah. those avocado burgers that they're all eating there? But I like avocado. Yeah, that's what I mean. On the sides is avocado, so it's not the 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 inside. Usually, it's the inside in the burger that's the like oh point, isn't it? So wait, they're replacing bread with avocado. Yeah, this is news. What? This is. <laughs> I guys, have you not seen this on like Instagram? All that. Do you mean you haven't heard of avocado burgers from Instagram or something it, it, along those lines? It feels like they would be very difficult to handle. Yeah. They'd be very messy. Sloppy avocado. See, they look wonderful on Insta and whatever, but I also thought this. I mean, looking at them, I wasn't like, oh, I really want one. I was like... I... <laughs> They're not a hand food, are they? No. They're, for, they're, for they're a cutlery. Cut, oh, not a burger. Ain't then, got is time it? for that food. Is that a time joke? Is that a food joke? Nope. Move on. <laughs> okay, continuing on to my first tale of animal banter. <laughs> I'm I'm not even going to do anything with this. I'm just going to read the headline. And the headline is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ring-bearing owl attacks best man during wedding ceremony. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious, says bride. (laughs) Very good. I hope she said that at the time. I hope that's like literally the quote. No, she did. (laughs) Everyone else is silent. Just just flapping and squawking and screaming followed by absolutely hilarious. (laughs) I mean, I do. (laughs) Do you think so? I do. (laughs) Um... 
Yeah, so this happened. Um, and the kind of added caveat is that the, the best man was, quote, bird-fearing. Oh, no. <laughs> it continues to say that he fears all things that fly, really, um, which is quite funny. And also, why did they then... Have an owl. Have an owl. <laughs> also, why did they have an owl anyway? So the, the owl had a particular job. To, to bear the rings. To bear the rings, yeah. Um, and it, it describes the eventuality like this. After swooping across the room and delivering its cargo to the groom, the unburdened owl then turned on the congregation and flew at the unnamed second best man, sending him crashing off his chair and onto the floor. I mean, firstly, this whole description is very like like the owl had a motive, you know? Yeah. Kind of, and then it turned on the congregation and flew at the... Also, what what does second best man mean? What does it isn't there only like one best man? Maybe, maybe he couldn't make it. Well, I've I've had a, I've been to a couple of weddings where they've had two best men, and then the one of them gets to make a speech, and they get to say, "I'm the best man," no. and then the other one has to make another speech, and he's like, "I'm the second best man." Oh god! So, but do they mean second best or just second another one? Best man. Yeah, another another so, one of the best. So another but, best man. Another best, best man. man. <laughs> but he's the second best man. Yeah, just like He's later. the second best. I'm, they should say another. I'm best man B. <laughs> also best man. Oh, it's like similarly best man. Sim- I like that. I'm the similarly best <laughs> they man. They should just both be called two good men. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're the, we're the decent guys. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. the room's the best man. Well, you'd, you'd hope. Oh, we've really, we've really broke tradition. We've really yeah. fucked it. Yeah. Maybe that's why the owl flew at him. It was like quality control. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking that his motive, if he does indeed have a motive, which of course he does, the owl is it? He probably a she actually. What went through your head there? Is it he? No way. No, it's definitely. A I she. think it's a form of sisterly rage. <laughs> what I think has happened is so the best man has got the. The, the groom dead mm. drunk or something on mm. the on the wedding night, night and the owl before. sensed the intoxication and, yeah, sorry and the, the owl continues. was like yeah like I'm getting I'm having him and then the bride's like absolutely hilarious because I hated your friend Rich and now he has no eyes <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness I mean I'm just gonna put it out there just so we don't mis mis misconstrue what the owl did now Katie said about eye gouging the owl did in fact not do any we, owl gouging. You don't want to get sued by the owl. I know. <laughs> and this, this owl is clearly very active. On the podcast scene. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he loves podcasts. That was the one thing they said about her. They were like, really hate second best man and loves podcasts. That's what she's got on her way, um, dating app. So, um, so yeah. The bride also said, it was one of the best moments I've ever seen. Which, which is great, given that she's just had a wedding. She, she refers to it as the day your friend got attacked by the owl. And he's like, do you remember that day your, your friend got attacked by the owl? Like, you mean our wedding day? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did wear a nice dress that Happiest day, didn't day I? Happiest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I really fucking hate Rich. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, story number two about uh, human-animal relations. Beautiful. Um, also kind of involves owls, but also other birds um okay. and remember this is the middle part of the sandwich oh this is the this is the the bad bit this is the evil bit all right so this is this the is, um the burger to the avocado 
Oh, yes. This is the subtitle to this story. Gordon Taylor, 46, admits selling illegal bird limbs to practitioners of the occult online from his home in Inverness under the name Wild Wizard Crafts. Oh, oh good lord! Yeah. So, the, so that was of the occult? Uh, yeah. To like sell them onto rats It and says stuff? Sell, like, sells to pagans. Keeps like, them in jars. Oh. To t- like talons Jam and, jars. and wings and beaks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, lots of different Does stuff he, depending on the spell he, that you're concocting. Oh. Like, it depends on, like, I suppose, what kind of like birds he's using and how he gets it. Because if, like, you know, you found a dead interesting, like, interesting, like, pigeon, yeah. then, yeah. you know, it, it's someone using its beak, I suppose, isn't the worst thing in the world. Well, I'm, just, I'm imagining that's not what he's doing because he's making a living from it, though. Yeah, I don't know if he's making like a living, a living, but uh, as a as a little sort of description into exactly what he was selling, here's a part of the article. Um, so Gordon has admitted illegally keeping owl heads in jam jars and other bird limbs for a business tar- targeting pagans. Police raided the Inverness home of Gordon Taylor and found items including a buzzard's wing, a pendant made from a tawny owl's foot. And two small owl heads in jam jars. Oh. Yes. But, like, right. Do you know the business model that mm. he like, put together <laughs> yes. there? Like, he went, oh, this this is an untapped market. The pagans. The pagans. So <laughs> actually have previously been mentioned on this podcast way over a year ago. Oh. Wow. We've also marketed to the pagans one time, <laughs> but only one time. See, well, this is the thing. Now, if I was someone and I was like, I know, I want to start a business. I like working with animals mm. and, and animal bits. Um, My fave. What am I going to target? Oh, I know, the pagans, of which there are quite clearly a small and minority. people interested in shamanism. Okay. Shamanism? Shamanism. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but shamanism. What a... Shame. Uh, uh, please continue. No, sorry. But yeah, just how many, like, I mean, yeah, okay, it's like an, it's an interesting thing, but mm. how many people actually practice the occult? <laughs> well. If, if you practice the occult, please let us know. Yeah. We, we'd like to find out. Occult. We'll do some yeah. research. You won't be in trouble. No, not at all. Got an owl head in a jar. Well, just to give you some perspective on this, um, the potential value of the 11 recorded items during the raid in November 2015, a while back, would have been around £695 for 11 items. So clearly, there is a demand. Yeah. But it's not that big a demand. Like, that's, it, that's, you know, unless... Not that big a demand. Like, he hasn't got much of a back catalogue. Then again, I don't know how long an owl head keeps in a jar. Mm. In a preserve. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, is he making jam? That's... No, I think he's eating the jam and then using <laughs> the jars to to preserve. To his what he owls. should be doing is just making jam, not out of the animal bits, but that would everything. <laughs> pagans and eat non-pagans jam. alike. I eat jam. I think that you should have been the judge for this case. <laughs> and at the end, you know, the jury said their bit, everyone said their bit, and you're just like, I think you should be making jam. <laughs> You've got all these jars. Go, go off, off you go. That's your, that's your community service. <laughs> that's your bond. Um, what he actually got was a £750 fine Good. after he pleaded guilty to illegally keeping bird products from protected species Ooh. for sale. Because I guess you need particular 
jars. Birds. Oh, jars. Yeah, I don't think the jars were the protected species. Oh, yeah. Good old old fashioned kilner. All right. I'm sorry the, about that. Back to the avocado. Uh, back to the the end. The end of the uh, sandwich, because oh. that was obviously a little bit of a an emotional um, flavoring. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, is anybody um, freaked out by any insects? In, in your home, in your house? How do you deal with those things? I'm not freaked out by them, but I'm very intrigued and confused by them. Interesting, interesting. Silverfish. Oh. What are they? Oh, I don't like them. What did, like, what? Oh, what? I don't like them. I've I only think... seen one, and it wasn't in my house. It was in someone else's. Haha. <laughs> to them. It was in a house that I cleaned for. I let, I let it obviously didn't clean mm. it off I just let it move off <laughs> it, it was like there. really impressive I was like is it what is it like how does it move because it's really wiggly like a little it's tiny so wiggly. snake but I, I think it has legs I don't think I know what a silverfish is don't you think it looks like a tiny tiny microscopic robot yeah I <laughs> it thought really that maybe, does like, I thought that maybe like, like something from the matrix called, yeah it was like but they're it real plugged into my head and was yeah. transmitting all the you know things bad thoughts reading the, my thoughts little and then grey cells um I can't speak for the, um, what are they called again? Silverfish. Silver, silverfish, whether they do that or not. Do they even have legs? Are they an insect? Are they a fish? Surely. Let us know, silverfish. <laughs> Our podcast specifically tra- targets silverfish and uh, pagans. Yeah. Well. I wonder if there's a cross section of those two categories. Pagans. Oh, with their little robes on. <laughs> oh, wow. Little robot robes. Little robot robes. I am a silverfish. I think they look, they look a little bit like tadpoles, but they're so tiny. They're K- about Katie's trying to draw one. Yeah, they're about for scale. Zero point five centimeters. She's written on the diagram. Interesting. That's mm. very small. I mean, that kind of looks like a deflated balloon. I, I, I think they're just the squiggles in your eye that sometimes. No, they're not real. Oh. No, they're even smaller than that. Actually, oh. half a centimeter. No, I don't know. Does anyone else deal with insects? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dad. No, no. I, I mean, that was the question. Um, in in my house, every, we we often have the windows open, and sort of bees will come in, or something will come in, Pesky and bees. usually my girlfriend will scream, mm. and then I'll be also put on edge and also scream, and then we have to get Adam or George to sort of like usher out. Adam mm. Adam lived in Africa. He deals with all oh. sorts of. And the other one uh, like studied what um, wasps for ages so they're both mm. much better of insects than we are okay so we just have to okay. couriers for us what about spiders i'm quite happy of them mm. it depends if they're on me mm. i prefer them not to be on me <laughs> or how thick mm. they are like you st- mean stupid spiders in size or a brain uh, stupidity, yeah, <laughs> stupidity. Like you know, like the ones that you see at like a zoo that are like massive spiders yeah, from other parts of the like world. Like tarantula. tarantulas. Not like tarantulas, but like the ones that are like big spiders. Sure. Like, I see doors, what like, you mean. Yeah. Like so they still look like a spider that could be in your house, but just oversized. Just too, very much oversized. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like them. No, I, I actually see what you mean. They are the most unpleasant ones. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this man used a very particular method in dealing. Not even with spiders, but with spider webs. And he, in fact, used a blowtorch <gasps> to, in his basement, get rid of spider webs. Seems extreme. <laughs> yes, something went slightly wrong. Like, did, did he have, like... Well, they have quite a lot of dust on them. Mm, like, yeah. Quite dry. 
Lotop. Did he have like Shelob living in his basement? <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> well, the result was his house burned down. Oh no! Oh no! Come on! <laughs> the ultimate revenge. That's why, that's why the pagans needed all the. <laughs> it, was the pagans. it was the pagans. Shit. They love spiders. I don't know. Um, yeah, and it took nearly two dozen firefighters to bring the blaze under control. And also, he had to carry an elderly woman out because she was affected by this, and they are now homeless. Oh. Yep. <laughs> this is the this is Sorry. the nice part of the story, is it? <laughs> it's nice for the animal, for the spiders, I, mean... I suppose. Well, not, not in the burnt down house, but revenge. <laughs> was it his basement? Yeah. And there was an elderly woman basement. in his house. But not he's like not a relation, just like an just, elderly woman, just a passerby. She'd wandered in. I think she lived next door, heads. maybe. Oh, okay. Um, a spokesperson for the Seattle Fire Department said, "I don't want to encourage people to do this, but that's what he did. The spider tried to get into the wall. He sprayed flames on the wall, lit the wall on fire, and that extended up to the ceiling. There are safer, more effective ways to kill a spider than using fire." Yeah. Mm. He has a point. Yeah. Have you seen Elon Musk's sold like hundreds of flamethrowers as well this this week? I I I really hope he, this man does not get his hands on one of those. Oh my god, Elon Musk oh I didn't realise he did like weapons. Yeah, it it, hmm. it it's sold as not a flamethrower for legal reasons. I don't know how you get around legal reasons by just labelling your product as not the thing that it is. Is that literally what he's done? Yeah, it's called not a flamethrower. You can buy a not a flamethrower. And it, an, not, otter, not fl- an otter flamethrower. Otter flamethrower. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be adorable. That's the wrong fire. Also, <laughs> otters generally build wooden structures. <laughs> otters yeah. don't buy flamethrowers, please. Oh, please no. just stop otters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and just to finish off, um, he is not the first person. Oh, <laughs> people have previously been reported to do a similar sort of. Um, people who have a similar technique of getting rid of spiders, uh, which uh, includes um, combining a lighter uh, with a spray paint can to create a makeshift blowtorch to kill an unwanted creature. Uh, This is what people are like. Um, What do you think (laughs) about people-animal relations? I I think it's really interesting that people consider a spider something that they don't want to touch or like get rid Mm. of in, you know, like with a jar and a piece Mm. of paper to such an extreme that they'd rather deal with a fire mm. and, like, burning their house down. Interesting. Mm. Really good point. Because, obviously, people, technically, the people are scared of fire. As yeah. That's they an should understandable be feeling. Afraid I mean, of fire than they a should fire is like spider. millions of spiders put together into a stream of spire. <laughs> There's someone with arachnophobia listening to this right now who's <laughs> screaming Sorry. on the bus. cloud of spiders. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was the, the, how, what it would sound like. Probably not. It would probably sound more like... Awful. Terrible. Yeah, so this is the different ways that we deal with animals. Good luck with your dealings with animals in the future, don't listener. Don't fire. Probably don't use fire. Probably don't use jam jars. Don't have your best man around. Don't... Don't set fire to your yeah. best man. Don't have a that second be best hilarious. man. Good luck. Good luck to you. That, that's my story. Beautiful. That's a great story. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much, Tash. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And who's got the next story? I believe I do. <laughs> I do, yes. So, now this week, I present to you 
a tale of oh. treachery. Ooh. Of international <laughs> treachery. <laughs> oh my god! International treachery. International oh. fraud. Oh my Maybe god! Maybe it might be constituted as that in a court of law. I'm not sure. You know, generally just and also just blind, rotten cheek. <laughs> That's what my story is. The cheek is this of it. Week. So, firstly, I will begin my story by asking, have any of you ever been to Egypt? Sadly, no. 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 Sorry. I'd like to go, though. Yeah. Sounds interesting. What would you like to see if you went to Egypt? Go visit the Coptic Christians. Oh, very nice. I had a friend who was a Coptic Christian. Shout out, Tash. Different Tash. Different Tash. Oh, Oh, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were shouting out this Tash. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You are, as far as... Literally, when you... you consider... Am I Coptic? Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) That's what happened when you said that. I was like, hold on. Am I a Coptic? Have I forgotten about this? Is this why I have a weird pull towards Egyptian (laughs) Coptic Christians? Ooh. Um, um, I'd I'd go see the Sphinx because it's one of the things that I know is there. And I'd be I'd be one of those tourists that's just like, oh, look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's pointed at the Great Pyramid. It's probably yeah. better than Coptic Christians. I, I, I mean, I, we can revisit the Coptic Christian. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a Coptic Christian is. It's, uh, it's a, just a form of Christianity that uh, was popular in Egypt. Oh, cool. So it stems from Egypt, actually. Is that yeah. what... Oh, okay. So they're, they're like the original. There's a Coptic church yeah. somewhere around us. Yeah. Oh, that's that, nice. That's where their peeps live. They're big, the big peeps. The big Coptics. <laughs> the big the, big the, the smaller ones get around <laughs> yeah. forever abroad. <laughs> but the big ones, they stay. They, stay um, they can't fit on the plane. They're no. ordered by size. Each country has a particular size. They've got the large, tall Coptic Christians <laughs> in Egypt. You've got your medium ones in Sudan and your small ones everyone else. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks for explaining that to me. I've learned something new today. Not really Coptic Christians. I'm so sorry. Someone's going to re- listen to this, think that it's utterly factual. Oh, no. And then go to their class and tell them all, you know, show and tell, what did you learn this week? I learned about the scale of Coptic Christians. I love our, like, continuous assumption of children listening to the podcast, <laughs> despite how incredibly unlikely it is. I imagined an adult put in the setting of a show and tell class. That is... would be really cool. I'd like to do that just of a weekend. We do that as of a week, Tash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we do. We what is life? Perfect. Um, well, you said the Sphinx, didn't you, George? I did say the Sphinx. That's good, because... Um, now you won't have to go to Egypt. Oh no! You could go. The Sphinx, the Sphinx has moved somewhere else. Photography? No, nope. not for. Oh, it's not photography. That's very good. Very good guess. Hologram? Not a hologram. Damn Although it. that probably does exist too. But no, you could go even further. You could go to China, and view, <laughs> and view the Sphinx. Have they moved it? Has it uh, no. come to life, like predicted <laughs> in the mummy, and just walked to you China? Could only hope. Does that happen in um, a Night at the Museum or something? I don't know. It should do. It's kind you're, of like an amalgamation of Night at the Museum. And you're uh, an expert in Night at the Museum <laughs> films, like, yeah, No, I'm Night not. I am. <laughs> it's great. No, it doesn't actually have a sphinx in it. Not a live one, anyway. Okay. It so has the, the gum gum Yeah, oh yeah, he's person. like him. Yeah, so basically, what has happened is... China, in the in the region of a. Uh, I love it when we pronounce Chinese places names. <laughs> in the region of oh, here we um, go. Drum roll. Shijiazhuang. 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 They they have there's they've built a replica 
Oh. of the sphinx that's had absolutely no authorization from because apparently oh. obviously you know in a country if you've got like an ancient monument mm-hmm. if there's a replica built anywhere they sort of have to claim it and ask i suppose seeing it's your sort of cultural property <laughs> probably would wouldn't you yeah. yeah i mean yeah does it still point at the great period Pyramid of Giza? Do um, they at least get like the the fundamental property of the Sphinx, right? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> the Sphinx is there, isn't it, to like guard? Is it to guard the tomb? Yeah, the... yeah, probably. Something like that. Well, then, well, well. Anyway, it's it's a full scale size. Full scale. Full scale the same size of the Sphinx. There is something cool about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool because I know you know in like LA, Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas, you have like you know you little, yeah. little, yeah. little, little versions, which yeah. sounds quite nice. But I mean, apparently it's been really popular as a to- as like a you know a mm. tourist attraction. Um, but I think Egypt are essentially trying to sue China. <laughs> <laughs> wow! They're going to clone Mohammed Salah next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they'll do, and they'll put him Mo on Salah. display. As a, <laughs> they'll put him Sorry. riding the Sphinx. <laughs> It'll be dreadful. So apparently, a life-size replica has been built, but two years after China said they'd, ta- they'd torn it down because Egypt what? complained to like UNESCO. Who were the, the organisation? Were UNESCO deal. like, yeah, take it down? Yeah, you need to take that down. It's so it's you know mm. the cultural UNESCO's like the a... teacher of the world, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Like you're building something, UNESCO like, come on now, this is this is silly, and you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was the, the it? playground Sorry, supervisor. Yeah, yeah, they're just absolutely. so sensible, but they're like the good teacher who you you kind of listen to. You're like. Yeah, you know where you're coming from. Mm. Except for apparently in this case. Yeah. Well, basically, apparently what's happened is Egypt have gone, Miss, Miss, she's been a copycat. And then China's gone, yeah, but it was only for a film set and it's not real. Ooh. Yeah, that's what they've said. They've said, What a curveball. It's it's for a film set. But obviously that's absolute bullshit because two Mm. years ago, sorry for the swearing, but two years ago, you wouldn't say that in front of the children. Not not the children. (laughs) Uh, Not the children. (laughs) The children. Um, yeah, apparently they went to tear it down. Uh, and ha! When, when, yeah, when it first they first protested the knockoff statue in 2014, saying it could hurt the country's tourism industry, you know, and they're saying that it's a really like poor replica. They're saying, you know, it's like it's a shame. It makes the well, you know like a bad projection of what mm, the actual thing sure. is. It's mm, you know it's a bad advertisement. Yeah, and it's like you know it takes any sort of like history and like mm. you know true spirituality of mm. the, you know the ancient Egyptians. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All that yeah. crap. <laughs> so, oh god. It, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Like pretty bad copycat. But can you guess the other thing? <laughs> An other monument <laughs> that China have built. Not China. I think it's just this film production company that want to get away with it. Um, that have built to a. It's it's world. So European monument. Okay. Eiffel Tower. No. Not the Eiffel Tower. Because there's lots of them as well. I think you'd get rid of the Eiffel Tower because there's lots in different mm. countries. You'd be like, uh, is it necessarily the your Colosseum? Not the Colosseum. Ooh. The Leaning Tower of Pisa. That'd yeah. be really fun to build. No. Like, to build it a replica would, of the it? Leaning Tower. <laughs> the tower that is naturally. I wonder if that leave. would be easy or really difficult. It would be really difficult to build, wouldn't it? Because it would keep falling. You'd be like, God! Yeah. We almost had it there. You'd probably have to put like a little, like. <laughs> Stem. It's too. Like it's too straight, and they're it's like too oh. leaning. So I'm still thinking of European monuments. Okay. Well, I'll. Where, is go. it? Is it? Is it Buckingham Palace? It's not. But because that, that would be, be that would be extravagant. Like exactly. Yeah. That would be 
that would be oh, well done. A life-size booking, booking and bars with all the, you know, but, but, trimmings. No, but n- none of the inside. What? Just the outside. Just oh. the, a carcass of a Buckingham Palace. Like, this is a massive waste of land. Absolutely, Pretty, though. Yeah. Inside <laughs> is just cardboard and a tiny, tiny wax figure of the Queen. Just in, case. in the window, just with its yeah. little motor wavering its hand. Yeah, like a sun, sun-chargy hand. <laughs> Solar-powered. <laughs> Solar-powered solar queen hand. I think the queen actually might be solar-powered, because yeah, I've never seen her in the rain. Yeah, that's a good point. She doesn't come out in the rain, does no, she? she? Or at night. Or at night. Oh, my god. I've never gosh. seen her just pottering about the palace, <laughs> to be honest. And that's why she's living for so long. That's why she just walks around in circles she's, in the garden. She's yeah, environmentally, um, what's the word? Sustainable. She's yeah. sustainable. <laughs> that's why she's she's keeping on. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. I knew one day we'd discover her secret. Exactly, yeah. I, I, everyone thinks she's a lizard or something, you know? No, she's, <laughs> she's just not. solar she's powered. Just, she's just solar powered. Innocent, Come on, guys. Solar powered. You know, no need to make such assumptions. <laughs> god. So, the um, the monument that they built also, the company, it's a film company called Shanghaiist. <laughs> which is great. I really like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, they've basically, and they've also built the. Fran- the, Louvre, Louvre. the Louvre, the Louvre, the Louvre, the glass pyramid that's in the, oh, the, pyramid. Of the Louvre, yeah, which is like also a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one. That, Do you like, know what I people... thought about that, and then I was like, that's not a landmark. Mm. I mean, well, apparently, according to this production company, it is, and they said it's oh. they they built it as part of a film set that would be demolished once filming had finished, but. What film has the Louvre, not the Louvre, but the glass pyramid that's attached to <laughs> and then the Sphinx? What the Da Vinci Code 7. Yeah, <laughs> or National Treasure. Jumper? Jumper, that works. Interesting. Yeah, that I'm not sure film. if it has the, the glass bit, but it certainly has a Sphinx yeah. in it. I hope it's not, I hope this is all an elaborate lie, and then when they have to go to court to like defend themselves, they, have <laughs> they a, just have to really quickly make, make a, a film really in a cheap, day, cheap film. and it's awful, <laughs> and I would love to see that film. <laughs> like, Oh, oh, it's the Sphinx. Oh, it's the pyramid. But not that pyramid. Ooh. Oh, yeah, maybe they just got it wrong. <laughs> they were just like, oh, we built the glass pyramid. Oh, shit. Like, That's not what was there. Like the when someone times. in America um, tried to buy London Bridge, meaning Tower Bridge, but they said London Bridge, which is actually a really plain bridge in London. So got sent London Bridge. While expecting Tower Bridge, you know, the one with the yeah. towers. And we're very disappointed. Oh, what, the real life one? He got sent a whole bridge. They Well, I guess, I guess they got sent an engineer to design it. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. I thought you meant that like, they just took the bridge from London. <laughs> <laughs> gave it. Yeah, you can people package s- it up quite easily. Just yeah. driving yeah. into the river. Flat pack, flat pack yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, My commute's got a bit wet. <laughs> it's got it's got a swim in it. It's, it's not a triathlon or whatever. Is that what they call it? Um, I think they call it a swim. A sw- <laughs> Swimming. Yeah, drive, swim, and then Drown? presumably get out the car. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you've got yeah. So basically, apparently, there's loads of the film. It was a film set. Loads of tourists tar- started coming in, and now I'm assuming that some money's being made by these visitors mm. that are coming to see these landmarks. Apparently, um, Egypt's Minister of Antiquities, Mohammed Ibrahim, has called the statue a bad imitation that disfigures the original, which is mm, fair enough. What a title. Yeah. But I would yeah. love to have that title. Absolutely. Sorry, Minister of Antiquities. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? It's Hello. Gorgeous. I'm Minister of Antiquities. Oh, you'd have such a good card. It'd be really, really fancy. I feel like you could time travel. Probably can. It comes with a job. Exactly. You got to go, you got to authenticate things in the past. 
I'm like, I'm just going to put a stamp on this. Back to the Future. It's got a stamp on it. All right, it's real. <gasps> That's how it works. Ooh. We should do that. That should be the film that they do. <laughs> That's if this film company that have yeah. apparently filmed something <laughs> with these statues. <laughs> should it? That's the film they should have done. So. Minister of Antiquities. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really boring. And, <laughs> like, and it really rubs it in that. the face of Mohammed Ibrahim <laughs> yeah. as well. He's like, they even used my own job title to, <laughs> <laughs> to beat me. Oh, it's, it's got got like so a, evil. It's got like a, like a bad, like an imitation, you know, like a celebrity impersonator <laughs> of Mohammed Ibrahim. And they're like, they've even used my own oh, celebrity that, that, that celebrity impersonator really doesn't have a lot of work, but no. he's, suddenly he's managed to cash in. Yeah, absolutely. Finally. One day he finally. told his parents it would pay off, and finally it has. It's uh, a bit niche. It's a bit niche, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil as well. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of any other. Maybe they then Egyptian put that name. in the title Neil, Minister of Antiquities. <laughs> It sounds like some guy that used to be a builder or something yeah. just ended up at the wrong job. All right, I'm going to Google some time travel. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that, that was unplanned. Time travel. Time, time travel. Um, yes, yes, apparently, yeah, they've been complaining. Apparently, it took two years ago, it took China... No, it's, t- yeah, it's taken China two years to even act on the complaint <laughs> can you can you put take that down please oh yeah that's fine and apparently they just took off the head so it's just like a oh like a, the body Weird. of the not the nose oh no the nose is already off it what am I talking about I can't even remember what the sphinx looks like now but yeah uh, so they just took off the head and then they've just attached it again they've gone all oh, Egypt, Egypt out looking put it back on, <laughs> put, put it on quick a, go yeah. put it on a pyramid put a pyramid on its head <laughs> like a hat oh my god <laughs> A glass hat. That'd be great. They just put like fake goggles on the on, on the Sphinx. Or That's like a like different a head. Illuminati stuff in it, like the Egyptian eye, but the all-seeing eye, but in the glass pyramid. And, oh. Ooh. That's the film it will make. Maybe not. I don't know. So <laughs> many ideas, China. Listen. Come on. Solar-powered queen is the head of the Illuminati. She oh. gives the Sphinx a hat. It all makes sense. Yeah. And then let's combine it all. And then Neil, Minister of Antiquities. <laughs> This is the world he lives in. What a fun world for us all. Uh, time traveling, Neil. What have you done? <laughs> oh, really I don't know. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's where we'll end it. All right. Well, yeah, so thank you for the very interesting What a beautiful tale. <laughs> thank you very much, Katie. It's okay. No worries. Have you got a story, John? I do have oh a story. Oh, my God, no. I really? Know. Tell us. Uh, oh. It's a story. It's kind of got three stories. It's kind of got one story. Oh. Basically, oh, the, I see what you did. I did. Uh, the the BBC has, has really taken a shine to a certain kind of story recently, and they've decided to get to the bottom of it. Ooh. They've decided to get to the bottom of serial poopers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us knew how to react there. Cereal, cereal that's what your serial poopers. That's what your your mm. license fee money is now going on. Um, mm-hmm. Can I just quickly yeah. interject? Mm-hmm. So, Are you a serial pooper? Are we not all the ser- serial poopers? That's a really good point. <laughs> I've not d- just done one. <laughs> Katie's <laughs> like, shit, is there something wrong with me? Oh my God. I've done at least, you know, a few in the last... Last couple of days. Am yeah. I a serial? Kay, are you telling me you haven't just pooped that one time when you were seven, like all of us? Oh my god! <laughs> I think we need to take it to the we doctor right. We now. need to get to yeah. the BBC. We're gonna, we're gonna put a probe. They're in gonna you. get to the bottom of it. <laughs> They're gonna get to the bottom of you. I really wanted to like make a joke about the B something bottom C, but I didn't do that. Oh well. 
please continue. <laughs> Which it's also quite funny that the other thing that they've called these people are mystery poopers, as if everybody else declares it before they do. Like, I'm gonna have a poo. Like, oh, thank God, I know. No what one knows doing. when. No one knows where. <laughs> <laughs> and they all run about in a really like Rumpelstiltskin type way <laughs> around the streets. <laughs> well, Rumpelstiltskin gave away, you know, his his plan, didn't he? In the end. So maybe that's around those campfires announcing where they're going to do the next pick. That's what they need to stop doing, otherwise the BBC will be on to them. Oh, yeah. They'll get to the bottom of that. So, according to the BBC, several mystery poopers have made headlines lately after defecating outdoors or in other non-toilet locations. (laughs) Non-toilet locations. I love it. Uh, In parts of the world blessed with effective modern sanitation, they say, it's widely understood that poo belongs inside a person or a toilet. Mm. I think that's a great phrase that they've used. It is widely understood in our in our blessed society. Blessed society. Of, in, our, in our blessed society of, of anti-poo plants. First of all, mankind learned how to use fire. Then they can they can they can shape shape stones to be tools. Then they learned they should probably poo in a place that's not just in their food. In a that's how we environment. I'm imagining like a reception teacher. Using those exact words to like the kids. What what were the what were the, the line again? Um, uh, widely understood that poo belongs inside a person <laughs> or a toilet. Uh, in parts of the world, blessed with effective modern sanitation. Yeah. Now, Ooh. Jimmy, repeat after me. <laughs> poo belongs inside a person or a toilet. Who belongs inside a person or a toilet? Or on the floor. <laughs> So do they think that in places where maybe the toilet system isn't, you know, the same as it is over here, do they think they're just pooing like, like what, like on the kitchen table, like, mm. like in, in, like, in, like in the just anywhere, like on the wall, just wherever they happen to be stood. Oh, okay, Certainly. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's. But- that's but, really forward thinking of what, the BBC. The, the BBC, what the BBC <laughs> are, are discovering is people who, you know, they, they've got all all the the customs of, of of this sacred world where we don't poo in any random place, and they're pooing mm. in non-poo related locations. Oh, oh no! And it's sickening. I've not got a permit. So the latest <laughs> permit to poo. <laughs> the latest case according to the BBC. I don't know how they know that it's it's the most most recent non-toilet related poo but it's on this year involves a Brisbane businessman a oh, Brisbane businessman that's not what I expected to hear uh, who has been charged of creating a public nuisance after re- re- reportedly fouling the same private path up to 30 times oh um, Nick nothing I was just going to say a public nuisance. A public nuisance. <laughs> that is actually surprisingly close to what I have written. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of poo-based uh, So he's just pooing in an alleyway continuously. Yeah, 30 times he's pooing in an alleyway. <laughs> he's been nicknamed the Jogger Bogger. <laughs> because it's Australia, <laughs> so they've got to have some sort of Can nickname. Can someone say that in an Australian accent? He's the Jogger Bogger. No, I can't. That was Scottish. <laughs> the Jogger Bogger. Nope. No. <laughs> Where's Michael? Where's Michael? <laughs> oh, but it's all st- oh, so neighbours set, <laughs> set up a sting operation involving installing uh, an infrared motion sensitive camera to find infrared. out. I know. Well, I really like that. You like it might be heat poo. sensitive, and oh. you, you can just see it like this, this, like, this manifest, hell? this yellow manifestation hit the floor, and like, it's like uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's too thoughtful <laughs> of the people that did that. 
Um, the the court ca- the court case has been dropped and replaced with a fine. Uh, the man hasn't been named by the Aussie news outlet uh, currently um, reporting on this called WilliamHobby.com.au. Wow. William Hobby. Good old Australian wow. news networks. Uh, but this is the best part. He has had to resign from his national role at an aged care company and his planning and infrastructure advisory board role at a local council. Like, this is a guy who's like a public politician and like known and like clearly a prominent businessman who's who's shattered all up the wall, really. So, okay, so we know he's done this a lot. He's done this in a particular place. What's... What's his... What's his motive? Why? Yeah. They haven't really gone into it, but that's what the BBC has tried to uh, get to the bottom of. The and good old Beeb. The Beeb. Uh, the, the Crocodile Dumpy, oh, as, I've na- as I've named him, uh, has inspired <laughs> the Beeb to get to the bottom of public pooping. Uh, Professor Mike Berry, who I'll call Dingleberry for now on, okay. uh, a clinical forensic psychologist at Birmingham City University, says that rage, anxiety, alcohol, illness, or the desire to send a message could all be responsible wow. for street squitting. All done, bad things. Like, and which alleyway? And where is the alleyway? What is he doing? I'm so confused. It, it just seems to be an alleyway in, in his hometown. People have suggested that he's he might be a runner, like a, like a jogger. And... This is like a part of his run that he seems to suddenly get a natural urge to go, and, and then it becomes he, a routine. And it becomes a routine, and he's he's not been seen doing it there once, and then he's been like, oh well, it was it was alright the last twenty nine times, mm-hmm. so uh, surely they won't have set an, up an infrared camera this time to catch me, sneaky sneaky. Who's also, checking the alleyway for poo? Yeah, I was just gonna say, how have they found out? Well, I imagine like if it's a neighbourhood, they might just you know twenty nine accumulative poos. It's going to start smelling sometime. Someone's going to check. Yeah, that is true. But he poos on top of poos? <laughs> oh, I don't know how poo he does squared. it. Poo squared. <laughs> <laughs> poo to the power of 30. No. <laughs> um, also, all those things that that psychologist guy is saying, like reasons for that, those poos, they're all so negative. Why do people think about other people like, oh, they're probably evil. They're probably a horrible person. What about all their, like, understandable reasons he could be doing it? Maybe he's uncomfortable to poo at home. And that's just what he's got to do. <laughs> can't poo in the office, can't poo at home. Can't poo in the... Yeah. yeah. Or he's just, he's just uncomfortable. Maybe, maybe his toilet is really dirty and he doesn't have time to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> so he just he just sullies an alleyway. Yeah. Maybe he finds that more natural. I yeah, think... maybe it's like an activist. Maybe move. maybe he's a dog. Maybe, maybe he's a dog. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he is. I See? mean like dogs can be anything. Logical though. solutions <laughs> like that. I saw a dog in a brand today. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Princess Cleopatra, the, you know, the Was famous... it on the Mersey Rail? No, it was oh. um, she was it was in it was in Egbeth. Oh. This is an area of Liverpool. Have there be, isn't it? There be yes. many prammed dogs. Have you also I, seen a prammed dog? I saw two prammed dogs on the Mersey Were they in like the double buggies? No, they had oh. a buggy each. Oh, wow. And the lady was like proper looking after them, like picking them up during the journey, like, you okay? You doing well? The dog kind of oh. looked out of it. The dog looked a bit stoned. Maybe they'd been <laughs> to the dog hospital. Maybe. But also, it's clear that they had like a lifestyle around these dogs. Like, these dogs were members of that family. Yeah, yeah. Everything was, like, about them. I was wow. like, wow, it's interesting. It's like shows that. I like that you followed these people home and, like, saw, the, <laughs> saw their home I, well. uh, No, 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Definitely didn't didn't do any of that. I'll show you pictures later. 
where she's been for the, since last week. That's why I missed the podcast. <laughs> I'd missed the podcast for that. Perfect. But, right, so when Prof Dingleberry gets to the scene of a crap crime. <laughs> Prof Dingleberry. Uh, <laughs> um, so he, he's apparently called in for poo-related crimes to try and what get to the What is that his them. profession? Um, yeah, he's, he's a clinical forensic psychologist at Birmingham City University and seems to... Yeah, none of that necessarily involves poo, but apparently he specialises. When he gets to the scene of a crap crime, what question do you think he is the first question off, off his, off, on his lips to ask investigators about how, the poo and poop? How warm is it? How warm? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Mm. Like, recency. Yeah. No. No? He just wants like... to know the time. <laughs> Let me feel it. No. <laughs> I, oh. that. <laughs> I think it was like, what's the poo pattern? Or Putin? If you like, and then people are like, "What do you mean, Professor Dingleberry?" And he's like, "I mean, let's look at it from the air, from above. Let's get a helicopter <laughs> up, locate every bit of it." He's probably trying to spell something out. Is it a spiral? Like a perfect oh spiral? Oh my god! From my experience, this has he laid them out in a trail? Yeah, so I think it was something along those lines. Um, it was. It was how hard it is. How like how soft and how hard? Oh, um, no. he, he suggests that soft poo might suggest <laughs> that the uh, the pooper is anxious, um, and he suggests this is like a kid crapping on the bed. I don't I don't know what he doesn't explain himself there. Mm. He just he just comes out of it. I think it might be telling us a lot about Mike here, yeah. um, and a, and a hard stool might be an indication that um, someone is bitter and angry, and it's a calculated crime. <laughs> and so a he's... medium stool means he might have to eat more vegetables. <laughs> See, I think that, I, like, because I, I, you know, my opinion of this matter. So, if soft poo means he might be anxious. They might be anxious because that's like an IBS thing, isn't it? Like, because I have IBS, so mm. I mean, I'm just I'm not going to go into the textures of my <laughs> IBS but, friends. Yay! Yeah, um, I'm not going to go into you know descriptions, but. You know, it's like you know, it's when you, when you it is an anxi- an anxiety thing. Is IBS yeah. sometimes it can be related yeah. to your food, but it is can can be brought on by anxiety. Maybe he's yeah. maybe his job is a bit tough, and he gets a little yeah. you know his, his his belly sort of like you know squinches up. I think he just can't put it work. Well, then in that case, would would uh, Dingleberry might be right that it's it, it's 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 yeah. it's a cause of anxiety uh, and therefore not uh, bitter and angry and calculated. Well, like, is it on someone's property? It's just an alleyway, like... Mm. Yeah. I've also suggested that Dogs this might be... do a... it. Not that that's an explanation <laughs> for doing anything in yeah, life. Yeah, but some humans pick that up, don't they? If a human poos... They're supposed to. Mm. Yeah, I've also suggested that this might be the weirdest episode of Sherlock ever. <laughs> well, if you look at the consistency of the poo, and uh, Martin Freeman's just in the corner like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to have to put this in the blog. <laughs> <laughs> what um, would, like, Colin Doyle call that? A touch of... <laughs> <laughs> a touch of cloth that's already a thing what, what was it called a, stu- a study in scarlet but stoolet no studying brown <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was inventive of us wasn't it <laughs> Um, he also suggests that if if the culprit does it in the same place again and again and again it might suggest that they have a message to send <laughs> and I think I agree. <laughs> I think so. Or, 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 again, that they've just got routine. Yeah, yeah. Either or. Or maybe uh, something we completely don't expect. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have no suggestions. Such as things we can possibly imagine. <laughs> what if he has a bit, of, like, a bit of caffeine, like a bit of an energy drink that's got a bit of caffeine mm. in it, goes on his run? I think well, that's, that's routine, isn't it? That's yeah. routine. Possibly he's trying to... <laughs> 
fertilise some plants that grow in the region that he really likes. Yeah, some fungus perhaps. <laughs> yeah. In the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to create a monster. Maybe he wants to create a nitro-rich um, soil t- so that then in the autumn there's more mushrooms that he can pick and put in his food. I think as the head of planning and infrastructure advisory board, um, he probably should have used that as his defence. He was like, I was just trying to cultivate... Uh, a greener atmosphere for my city. Should have been there. Should have, should have done that. You should have yeah. been his defence lawyer. I know. Um, auntie gives another couple of um, a poop protesters as examples. Uh, a Canadian woman was arrested when caught on camera. Uh, it, it, she was caught on camera, but it's an interesting thing that they needed the camera for this. Defecating on the floor of Tim Horton's coffee house in British Columbia and throwing her creation at staff oh. who tried to stop her entry from the bathroom. I mean, fair enough. Why did they not let her go in? I think it was like a, you've got to be a customer, our bathroom's for customers. Uh, I actually understand that. Yeah. I'd, I, that's the thing that I'd want to do. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, like, I, when I, if I've got to go, it's like, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. sir, you don't understand. I will poo on your on the floor of this establishment <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. don't let me into that bathroom. And then and I will throw it at, I, will, I mean, the throwing at is maybe excessive, but... Um, but also, yeah, say say this has happened out of desperation. She's been put into that situation. Yeah, absolutely. But then you get angry, you're embarrassed. <laughs> what do you do? You embarrass someone else? And you've started, you might as well escalate it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You've, already, you've already shot on someone's spot. You might as well put a in as well, you know? It's like, I, I fully, fully I quite enjoy that, because it's a big enough move doing that. And then she was like, it's not big enough! Look at it! <laughs> yeah. Feel my poo! <laughs> There was also a, a Colorado jogger who was dubbed the Mad Pooper uh, by by newspapers when poli- a police manhunt was started after the perpetrator was pooing outside a family home for weeks on end. Um, it, it, so there seems to be a I feel theme like, growing up. I don't know, in my head it wasn't like he did it frequently over a number of weeks. He was there for Constantly. weeks. For weeks. It all stop eventually. <laughs> And the family from the family home are just watching like, oh, God. God, he'll go away eventually. So the BBC spoke to Mike Fisher, director of the British Association of Anger Management, who oh. has, some con- has, has some opinions on this. He said that serial... Uh, don't know, <laughs> I Defecators. Think I, yeah, ser- serial poopers. Uh, he says, um, usually it's a statement like... Life is shit. It's a standard. <laughs> he continues, I mean, somebody who defecates in public has mental health issues. It's as simple as that. If you're socialised, that's the last thing you would do. Hmm. So what? So saying that you're not socialised to the standard of not, you know, like being being embarrassed by your bowel movements. Yeah. And hmm. it being... A, so that's... So if, okay, so if you're not... Western. Kate is going to go out and poo in public after the oh, podcast. Oh, so angry. That's like saying... I, I do agree, I do agree. That's like saying, agree. if you're not socialised, yeah. you're not civilised. If you're not socialised and civilised, that yeah. means that you've got mental health issues. Also, if they're what? saying that they've got mental health issues, why shame them? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But surely... Like, oh, you're mental. You're not a person now. That's yeah. what they're saying. I'm angry and at this man, George. He, he goes, he goes <laughs> on to describe um, a, a, a Frenchman he knows. He describes as a French bloke. He says, I remember being on a workshop many years ago when a French bloke... Uh, told us how when he was a, as a kid he would shit in the bath and uh, spread feces on himself uh, this is a classic case of scatology goes wow. on to say that the Frenchman no longer does it but he still likes poo seems like it's been a kid like when he was a kid he did a weird thing 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it's like there's loads of different, like, like you know, studies that show that, like, trauma as a child or different, you know, different mental health issues are associated with kids playing with their poo and yeah. that kind of stuff. But also, I used to poo in the bath and pretend it was like a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. You're just curious. Mike. You, you do a poo and it's like, well, that's a poo. Someone's going to clean yeah. it up, not me. And also, as you said, <laughs> they've not been socialised to a level of, oh, this is decent and this isn't. So... They're not I like your like, I like your description of socialized society. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, we go, when you go camping, you just dig a hole and poo in it, don't you? Yeah. Like it should be uncivilized. Uncivilized. That's me. <laughs> I must. I must. I must. Campers. Be, un, oh. You must be French. I must be bloody French or something. <laughs> oh. I guess um, pooing into or onto soil is different to pooing on the on concrete. That, uh, I think that should be the closing mm. statement of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've learned. Pooping on soil is different to pooping on concrete. Well done. I would just like to say that the moral standpoint of we don't talk about Brexit is that, you know, if you've got a poo and you and no one's letting you into a bathroom, you just poo wherever you want. Don't yeah. you worry about how you've been yeah. socialised. Let it out because holding in a poo is bad for you. Let it out. That's what we advise you. Yeah. And then if anyone asks, say... I we don't talk go. about Brexit. <laughs> told you to do it. Just say we don't talk about Brexit. And then Just they'll be really that. confused. And then that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on let, the best story. Shall we round up uh, what, what our stories were first? Oh, yes. Good. Yes. That's a good idea. Um, my stories were humans versus animals. A tale of confusion. My story was... Ah, yes. <laughs> tale of international <laughs> copycatism. Uh, Sphinx times two. And mine was uh, <laughs> It's Brisness Time or The Ultimate Poo Test. That's good. Let's vote. Yeah. I didn't come up with a title for mine. <laughs> yeah, we have a winner! And a oh. loser. Oh. Oh, oh dreadful, dreadful, dreadful times. Positives and the negatives. For someone. But good times for someone else. And medium times. For another. another. Oh, medium times. How we all long for them. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the mediumest of times. It was medium. Did you have a good time yesterday? Yes, it was medium. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Last winner is... The bronze. Last no, just last winner. <laughs> like slightly less gold is uh, is me. It's Katie Melcaster. Oh. It's okay, Katie. You'll always be above medium uh, for us. I am medium rare. No, I'm not. Well, I am, I suppose. I've not been cooked that much. Uh, anyway, uh, second second winner. No, oh, second best. Medium winner. Second second best, second best winner. <laughs> second best winner is um. George Trier with three points. I was looking at you the whole time. Yeah, no, so I, I, knew I, I knew it was coming. coming. <laughs> you're going to get an owl flown at you. <laughs> so you, you're, you, well done. You're medium. And you're going to get my eyes pecked out. Yeah. You're going to have the best time because it's going to be medium. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best times are always medium. Mm. You know, I have no idea what we're saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that means our winner this oh. week is Natasha Kansas. Yeah! With four points. I clapped well myself. Well, <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. Oh, so you're introducing yeah. the podcast next week? Yes. Yeah, so and we, we no longer have to take it to, to Alex Webber date to, uh, to decide the winner. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. 
I've a, can I end on a funny little anecdote? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Uh, I've been in the archives this week and I've been looking at newspapers from Bradford from the 1970s. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, although the news these days, you know, is pretty horrible and bad, mm. at least it's not still the 70s. I just, like, the, <laughs> oh, the language really? in those newspapers. There was one bit that said, women's corner, in the kitchen. And then it just was an article about all the things that women can cook, and that's all the women that were mentioned in the newspaper that week. So oh be thankful we're not in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> Poor people, they must have been so bored. Isn't it? Mm, you yeah. know, this that's is what socialising does to you. <laughs> poo on the street. <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> Go crazy. Is just pooing. Everywhere. Pooing anywhere, and women outside the kitchen. I know, equates. <laughs> Craziness is similar. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. If women are in the kitchen, why are they pooing? In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, women. Shit. You know what that means. Rally the troops and get all your women friends into your kitchen. See you next week, listener. <laughs> Have a medium time. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for far more stories and give us some stars on iTunes and a like on Facebook. Bye!